passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, Matt, you said Josh Allen battled injuries. You talked about wide receivers. You talked about the O-line. Brandon Bean said, you know, they ha- he, he doesn't want him taking as many hits. We know that. We also know what we saw from Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, and how those t- a team with receivers like that I think we all agree the Bills need more weapons. What's the best way to help Josh Allen, Matt? Is it improve the offensive line or is it improve the weapons? I think it's improve the offensive line. That doesn't mean that you have to forget about the weapons because I think that's important too. But I think there are bigger and more important questions on the offensive line than there are with the wide receivers, with the tight ends. I think they need to add one more legitimate wide receiver And then you're probably in a pretty good position. You love Stefan Diggs. You love Dawson Knox. You still probably have a lot of faith in Gabe Davis. You like Shakir. You like McKenzie. Like like there's names there. Mm -hmm. Offensive line. You got to figure out what are you going to do with both of your guards? Ryan Bates is probably, you know, he's got a contract. He's going to stick around for a while, but is he going to start? Roger Saffold was not great this year. Deion Dawkins was more inconsistent than Deion Dawkins has been. Saffold's a free agent, by the way. Yeah, and and Spencer Brown, same thing. Just inconsistent. There were times when he looked great. There were times when he was just getting beat way too consistently. I think it's realistic that there will be three starters from the line for sure back. Two for two, definitely with Dawkins and Morse. And then I think one of Bates or Brown will still be there starting. Mm -hmm. I don't know though, for sure, if it's going to be for those guys and then just one new piece. So that's why I think offensive line, it stinks because it's not super fun to talk about, but I think maybe the bills just have to take their medicine and draft an offensive lineman really early in the first or second round and just say, okay, this is going to be our answer for the next few years whether that's a center who can play guard or a guard who's versatile, who can do a little bit of everything. Like they, they got to figure something out. Yeah. Ike Butker is also a free agent. He's a guy they like. I think wouldn't be surprised. They bring him back. He finally was oh, able to get on the sure. field. Right. I mean, that wouldn't yeah. be, that wouldn't be hard, hard for them. David Questenberry is a free agent. I think they'd probably like to have him back as a, a versatile backup. Um, you know, if you replace those guys, you're generally going to replace them with guys like them anyway, uh-huh. but you do need to upgrade. And I agree. So I'm going to, answer this question the same way as you are and say offensive line. But I think I've changed. I think I was more 
wide receiver is the better way. I do not want this to be confused as saying they don't need wide receiver help. Yes, they do. I'd love one in the first round. Mm-hmm. Great. Get, get a great wide receiver on a rookie deal that pushes Gabe Davis, not to replace Stefan as number one, but to become a two, make Dave, Gabe Davis a number three. And you'd have, to me, a tremendous one, two, three, if you did mm-hmm. that. Here's why I think it's offensive line, though. I've just watched what the Eagles have done and where they are. Yeah. Look at what they've done for Jalen Hurts. Is anybody going to actually say that Jalen Hurts is as talented as Josh Allen? Yes, Eagles fans. He's not, though, right? Jalen Hurts is having a tremendous year, but a big, big reason is because they've really done a great job up front, A, to protect him, and B, to run the ball. They have arguably the best offensive line when everybody's healthy, the best offensive line in the league. They're certainly one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the league, and they can pass block, and they have a mobile quarterback. And then I look at the other side, and to be honest, the Chiefs are a great example for this because Matt, they traded away Tyreek Hill and they mm-hmm. still had an incredible offense because they have Patrick Mahomes. Again, I don't want this to be misconstrued as just ignore the um just ignore the wide receivers. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. But if you're asking me which is the better way, because of what you just said, I agree. Injuries, Josh with the UCL, Josh with the elbow. Well, what I'm looking at how teams are built right now, maybe being able to run the ball a little better. I say offensive line is probably the better way to be able to protect Josh Allen and give him the ability to get the ball to weapons. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said too about, uh, I'm not like trying to diminish him as a person or a player, but Josh Allen is an investment for the Buffalo bills. And now he has become a much more expensive investment than they have had in years past. So you need to protect your investment and make sure that he can stay upright and he can be as effective as possible. And that's why I think this team's going to have, to figure something out and it's not like they have all of the money in the world to just go throw big money at veterans who can play guard or somebody who like you can bring in and just be like okay yeah you know you were a starter on this team for six years and you want to change the pace and you want to come play for a contender come on down I, I just don't see that happening this year I think the Bills plan in free agency is going to be to first off restructure some people so they have just even a little bit of money and then probably bring back either Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer, thinking it's going to be Tremaine Edmonds. So you're really going to need to lean on the draft to get people who can contribute. And that is another topic because the Bills drafts, not fantastic the last couple of years. That's right. But I always view the draft as kind of a crapshoot anyway, a lot of times, right? I mean, how do you really know? You know people bring up like the Justin Jefferson trade for Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs for the, the pick. And, no. and I would tell you that, yeah. Even the Vikings didn't know that Justin Jefferson was going to be great. No, you just don't know that. How many, how many other guys were also drafted that didn't become great. So you're right. They have to hit on them, but I, I, I guess maybe I'm just a little too conservative on knocking GMs for missing in drafts because oh. GM misses in drafts. Yeah. And I don't think I'm not trying to, I think Brandon Bean is a really, really outstanding general manager and he's the right person to kind of lead this team to where they're trying to go. But I'm sitting there and as we're, you know, watching the AFC championship, how many plays did the chiefs get from rookies in that game? A lot. Pacheco, the cornerbacks, Mm -hmm. like all of these guys are contributing and you're like, I think there was some graphs and analytics done where they've had the most contributions from rookies for whatever metrics, you know, in the entire season for any team. Yeah. And I mean, they had to do, they had to lean on those people because they're paying their quarterback an astronomical amount of money. And now the bills are going to be in that same position. So they're going to need to lean on those guys. And I just think back to some of these draft picks and 
I don't want to, do we want to go to this conversation? Cause we're kind of dumping the off. We're leaving the offense here. I was going to, I don't Whatever know. What do you, you want to do? do? Go ahead. Okay. I'm just saying like, after they lost Von Miller, did we ever really notice AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, these high draft picks that they had? Who, who is the, I'm going to ask you a question. Who is the bill's best draft pick? Not take the 2018 class out of it. So that's okay. the Josh Tremaine Terran class. Who is the bill's best draft pick since then? It's, tw- it's, Greg, it's 20. Greg, it's Greg Rousseau. I don't, I don't Greg Rousseau's Greg Rousseau's a good player. He's had some nice numbers. He's had good pressure rates. He's better with Von Miller around, but Greg yeah. Rousseau's a good player. Yeah, but he's got to be because he's a first round pick. So I guess it's yeah, best I as well. I don't think I don't, and I don't think that was a bad pick. Like you go back and say, no, you're getting you're getting out of him what you probably hoped you would. You still think he has more. I mean, if you were to talk value, bang for buck, you'd probably have to go to Dane Jackson in the seventh round. You could go to Tyler Bass. Uh, yeah. You know, Dawson, Dawson would Dawson, be one. That's right. That's right. Or, or Gabe Davis. I mean, he was a yeah, fourth Gabe round Davis. pick. That's right. He's a fourth Davis. round pick. I don't think uh, those things are not bad value. Look at the point of the D line though. To me, the, the, the bigger point is once you lost Von Miller, you're right. Like they, you, these guys disappeared. You know, who is, you know, who disappeared more than anything, the interior pass rush. Yeah. Ed yeah. Oliver. Um, Tim settle. Yeah. Really, I, I didn't, I don't think Tim held settle had a great year at all. I, mean, I thought I expected a lot more from him, but you know, I still think he can play, but the, there was no interior pass rush. Once Bon Miller went out, it wasn't even the edges. No, they should not have. It's not a knock on him, but Daquan Joe, you shouldn't miss him to the level that they right. missed him in yes. that Bengals game. Like I remember it's a, whatever time it is, it's one 30 when the inactives come out for that game and you see that he's not playing and you're like, Ooh, that's a tough one for the bills, but they should still be okay against a really banged up Bengals yep. offensive line. And then they, they just didn't, they got bullied by, by that group. And then you're watching the chiefs and they're just running over these guys. And you're like, how, how much, you know, do the bills need to fix their pass rush here? It's been something we've talked about for years and getting Von Miller back will be a game changer, but they don't have anybody like Chris Jones or, Anybody like Reddick who's playing on Sunday in the Super Bowl or anything Hassan like that? Reddick is the poster child of the last um, whatever years where I've said that's a kind of free agent the Bills can maybe do something with. He's he's been very very hot and cold in his career. He started off uh-huh. like he just did not perform very well, and then he needed to go to a place where people can kind of move him around. And you're right, like that's the kind of guy that can yeah. make a difference, and you can get your hands on a piece like that. And some of that is coaching and development. I mean, look at you know like a Lorenzo Alexander, he kind of bounces around. Yeah figure out a spot for him, right? You can put him in there. No, you're right about that. I, I wonder what they're going to do um, with the free agency stuff when it comes to the, the defensive side, we we've touched on Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds, but Jordan Phillips and Jack Lawson are both free agents. I, I don't think it'll cost a ton to keep them. I guess the question would be how important are they to keep? It depends what they cost. You know what I mean? Like if they're, a million, a million and a half, $2 million, then you're probably interested in both of them coming mm-hmm. back. But if there's a team out there who's like, okay, yeah, we're going to come give you four or $5 million. Then at that point, the bills are going to have to say, yeah, that's just too rich for our blood. And you're going to need those guys to either take a pay cut or go get probably one of their last bigger contracts and go to wherever they're ultimately trying to go. And, you know, just to circle back for a second, th- the reason I bring up the draft is because the bills need 
to have a really strong draft this year and they need better play from the guys they took recently because of the salary cap situation. So that's cheap why labor. going, they need good, cheap labor. Yes. They need that's good, they need. cheap. That's yeah, absolutely. That's what they need, especially with Josh Allen's contract basically doubles, you know, this year. So it's just, it's something to keep in mind. I would say of the two of them, I think I would value Jordan Phillips a little bit more than I would value Shaq Lawson. I think that's right. Especially if you think Von Miller is going to be healthy. Uh-huh. Um, but I think Shaq had a nice year and set himself up to be able to, I know, do too. to, to say, to, for, to have a little leverage and say like, Hey, you know, maybe I can go test the market. He might not get a lot of money, but you know, maybe he ultimately comes back to Buffalo. He spoke, spoke very glowingly about, you know, being here and compared to other places and things like that. Um, all right. So that is the defense we did touch on wide receiver. So let's, let's go back to that side of the ball for a second. We'll do that here. And it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus